Oh, nice. That got, that's that's going to be the intro. Howdy doody, everyone. That was Eamon belching out. And I'm Cameron, who hit record at a very good time. You know what? As I burped it, I went, this is either the best or the worst timing <laughs> for this. And, well, you've made it the worst. But to be honest with you, it's actually probably a really good intro. To, Might, it'll probably to take people off guard a little bit yeah yeah and you know what this it's almost a perfect intro for this interview specifically that's what i was thinking this interview some of them are you know quite long that we do 40 45 minutes this one is short it's sharp it's to the point and it's fun yeah it's fun it'll make you laugh sums up our 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 guests it's good yeah we are chatting with buzz clatworthy uh the mastermind behind rock music fan club uh Check them out right now if you if you haven't before you listen to this podcast. It's a whole lot of fun uh, garage punk, Aussie garage punk. Uh, punk. Uh, so we're chatting to Buzz. We chatted to him uh, for our show via Zoom. He is uh, a multi-instrumentalist who makes this really, really cool music and uh, has a, a fantastic, sarcastic, epic attitude. So... Uh, this is our chat with Buzz Clatworthy from Rock Music Fan Club. Please do enjoy. Welcome to Homebrew Buzz. How are you? I'm good. Uh, how are you? It's good. I'm good. I was wondering how many times have you answered that question with I'm buzzing? <laughs> buzzing? Never. Never? I, I've never done that, no. Oh, there you go. Uh, See, that was like the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, but you're one of those guys, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. I am. Uh, I do enjoy your part. Uh, well, uh, you could say I'm buzzing. There we go. We've got it. Number one. <laughs> yeah. um, now, world for, first. Well, that's an exclusive. That's a homebrew exclusive. That we're another one. Another one. Another one. Um, now, for those that haven't heard of you, can you give us a, a bit of an introduction to Rock Music Fan Club or RMFC? Rock Music Fan Club is my rock music project. I write the songs, record them, and put them out there under RMFC or Rock Music Fan Club. Put out some records, put out some tapes, play some rock shows, and that yeah, that's about it. I feel like you might be underselling it a little bit. Like there's quite a conceptual element oh, it's really to a lot of your music as well. <laughs> there we go. But there is a conceptual element to a lot of your music as well, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. To, uh, the first couple of tapes were like. Uh, um, they were like a concept album, if that's what you mean. But um, otherwise, I'm just having fun. And and succeeding, sir. Your music is very, very fun. And and you, like, as I kind of alluded at the start of this, this is your project. So you write and you record every part of it uh, in your bedroom as well. Um, yeah. Could you give us a rundown of that bedroom setup and how that actually – and how that works for you? Uh, well, basically, I, I've got my little recording desk. <laughs> Um, I record over there. You can probably see the drums. Got Jar Jar's um ripped body, kind of showing through there. But um, the green screen I've got, on little, I've got a little recording desk. Um, I usually start with drums. I've just got two mics on the drums. Rock the track with the song in mind, and then um, then I usually lay down some bass, and then guitar, and then vocals, and whatever comes after that. Um. Yeah, straight onto the desk in my room, all by myself. So the way you layer those tracks, and I guess it is like if you see a live performance, like you'll see they'll start with the drum beat, then the bass starts kicking, then the guitar riff, and the vocals come on top. So 
when you're you're playing that, like recording a song, like do you have that yeah. live element in mind, or is that just sort of the natural way that you chose to do it? Uh, I I just mean like when I'm recording, you know, maybe everything will come in all at once, but I have to because I'm doing it by myself. I lay down the drums first, and then the but um no no I wouldn't say so. I usually just make some make some rock music, and if it works live, it works live. And for the for the music, like people like us who don't actually make music, so the drums being the first thing that you make is obviously then important to the rest of the track. Because of yeah, tempo. yeah, it's the it's the backbone. It's the backbone of the track. And it's your preferred instrument, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It was my uh, uh, yeah, probably my first instrument. Sort of came started playing guitar and drums at the same time. But um, yeah, drums is definitely my preferred instrument. That's what I play in the live band, drums and singing. What's the appeal then for you for the drums over, say, the guitar? I was always just better at drums than I was at anything else, I think. I think it's easier. Um, you don't have to really learn any theory or, like, you don't have to know where all the notes are to rip a cool solo. You can just have some fun. Let out some primitive energy, and um, and have a good time. Primitive energy is is awesome. Um, what about the like, the decision to do it on your own? Obviously, creatively, like this is your idea. Have you ever thought yeah. about sharing that creative process with other people, or is this something that you know you're you're really determined to do as Buzz? Um, for this particular project, I'd say it's it's something that I'm sort of determined to do just by myself. Um. It sort of started because I didn't really have anyone else to write with. So doing it myself was pretty much the only option. But, like, I've got a couple other little projects going with other people, but I have always found it a lot easier to just do it by myself regardless. It's, it's, it's an easier process, I think. You can take more time. There's no pressure to, you know, get something done. You can stew on it longer. Make bit, sure it um, comes out better. bit more control as well over the final product and yeah. the process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. I am a bit of a control freak. I like to have control. I like to know that I'm in control all the way. You like to control the primitive energy? At all times, yeah, at so all times. not knowing what question we're going to ask next must be really irking you, your lack of control yeah. over this interview. <laughs> yeah, it's making me really upset. <laughs> we could take it anywhere. Like, what's your favorite type of tiger? Tiger? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, see? Um, the Tiger King. What is a? I don't really know what. Um, I don't really know any different tiger uh, breeds. Neither do I. Really, uh, I was I Siberian. Siberian. animals. Is that, to... is that a thing? Siberian. Yeah, actually, I think that is a thing. Yeah, it sounds right. Oh, yeah. It does sound right. Saber yeah. tooth. I like that. I like the name of that. It's um. It's an exotic name, isn't it? It is an exotic mm. name. Yeah, you've you've done well with that curveball. I'll give you that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, now. You've had a lot of success uh, in, in a pretty short space of time. You had High Volume 1 and 2, which led to a whole bunch of plays, obviously, through streaming services. Um, you had releases on both tapes. You had 7-inch LPs, and um, you had gigs. You had attention from a German record label. Um, you were interviewed by people and played for people like Happy Mag and Monster Children uh, as well, all in like a relatively short space of time. Um, now, for someone from your small town on the south coast what was it like getting so much attention in such a short amount of time it was pretty exciting it um it fed my ego a good big meal <laughs> um 
I don't know. A lot of I think a lot of it comes down to the right place at the right time, having the right friends already ready to go. I don't know. Like my friend Bruno was like riding for Monster Children at the time, and he like made that happen. They weren't they they, they weren't very keen on it, but he um I don't know he he um he convinced them to let me be in there. I don't know. I just have had a lot of luck. I feel very lucky. It's made me feel very lucky. And we and um and big-headed as well. <laughs> it's only natural. Imagine yeah. how big it's going to be after this. Oh, it's going to be uh, enormous. It's with uh, and right now your head. I mean, for those who are just listening right now, Buzz's head is is full of a chiseled. A chiseled masculine body. Um, who does yeah. the body belong to? Actually, there we go. There it is. That's Jar Jar Binks. I don't know if you can see his. Um, Can't see the face. I don't know if you face. can see no. his his ears coming down. You know. Oh no! Oh, see his ears coming oh, down okay. behind his I, traps. I think I can see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's Jar Jar Binks. That's so, Jar Jar Binks' ripped bod. So we've got ripped Jar Jar Binks in the background. So your head is is quite big as it is. Yeah, it is pretty big. Um, I don't. I, yeah, it's really hard for me to find a hat that fits. <laughs> um, that's just how I was born. <laughs> you almost have to take like your sombrero just as the inner rim and then put like mm. sombreros around the outside of that mm. to make it fit. Yeah. If you can yeah, catch yeah. along with that visual. You've got to innovate. A yeah. Sombrella, I think. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I like Yeah, it. that would be cool. It will be cool. Now you're you're 19 now, right? Yeah, correct. And you played. That means you you were playing your first shows when you were underage. Uh, how did that? How did you manage to make that work? It's something we've always been pretty curious about when we encounter these kind of artists. How did you manage making it work when you're playing in pubs and clubs? Um, it was always it's it was very stressful, um, but I think the law in New South Wales, at least, is you can play so long as you're accompanied by someone over 25, which is like no matter who it is, they're considered a responsible adult. That's um, <laughs> a dangerous so line to usually, draw. Yeah. We made a few friends just asking randoms to be our responsible adult, but um, I'm lucky to have some trusty friends that are over 25 that helped us out through that. Um, some venues just wouldn't let us. That It added a, a, a good chunk of extra anxiety into it. And what about for the rest of 2020, moving into 2021? Do we have any more releases planned? Yeah, I'm working on an LP. I've got like, I don't know, maybe like three quarters of the way through the LP making process. I've got like 10 songs or something like that. Need to get two more going, record it, send it off to the plant, get the records pressed and ready to go for the fans. For the fans, for the fans of Rock Music Fan Club. Who's um who's yeah. that being released with? Is that with the German record label? Because that is something that I'm interested in. Could you explain that connection yeah. a bit? Um, I don't know. One day he just hit me up um, after I put out one of the first tapes and he said, do you want to do a, a, uh, an LP? And um, I don't know. He must have found me on Bandcamp or something. But, uh, yeah, I think the LP will be a split between his label and Antifade that runs out of Melbourne. That's um, it's a, a fair bit of clout there for your first LP. Um, yeah, 
live music wise, can we expect any new shows? Have you got anything possibly in the works in the COVID era? Or are we waiting because I know you're a band that loves to play live and and yeah. would really, really in you know, you light up stages, you get people moving, obviously, as anyone who heard uh first of all pressure that we played on the way in would know. Yeah, um I don't know. We're thinking about we went. I went and saw my friends GT and uh, Research Reactor play a sit down show. There was like a at the Lansdowne. There was like a fifty capacity seated show, just to you know check it out. It was a good time, but it was really weird. It was um, everyone was getting in trouble for like standing up between sets, and it was it it just didn't it just it was missing a, a, a vital element of the live show. So I'm not sure, but um. I don't know. That that were twenty five a ticket, and it sold out like a hundred people. There was like two sittings of fifty people, and it sold out. So was, I don't know. If I want to make some coin and sell some records, it, it'd be a good idea. But um, it wouldn't. It, yeah, it wouldn't be as fun. Buzz, thank you very very much for joining us. Uh, we look forward to seeing what RMSC produces in the future. Good Thanks, luck. Sir. Good luck with the LP release. We'll be keeping a close eye on it. Thanks heaps. Thanks for having me. 